When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Chris made it here and he said it's nice and toasty out and just a little splash of traffic. That's your weather and traffic update for the hour. <laughs> I actually saw a little accident off the side of the road, too, if you want to put oh, that in. Oh, there was that, too. <laughs> yeah, just when you're uh, going north on 35W and about to merge onto 94 East. Oh, no. Okay. It didn't look like it was bad. Not, but not it was a bad slowing one. things down. Oh, gosh. I, and it's is it 90 out there? Do my we car know? said it's 91. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if we can completely believe my car, but we can't, it's we, we We're going to kind of remember. We're going to que- repeat it. Lori has gone to the restroom. I don't know if she's going to come back this hour. I think she's she's going to be for a while, don't you think, Grant? Yeah, a little I bit. wanted to say something really bad, like she's taking a big dump or something. <laughs> oh, my God, you just did. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lori. I just thought that was kind of funny. I love it. Okay. So there's a big, um, you know, if you don't know who Chris Hewitt is, he is a movie critic with the Star Tribune, also um, interim books editor. Interim books editor. Editor. So thank, um, you. thank you. You have a big review out for a big movie. That's is it coming out this weekend? Yeah, it's actually starting uh, for sure tomorrow. It might even, I'm trying to remember if it's in some places tonight. Yeah, it's out this weekend, and it starts, in fact, a lot earlier. Than this okay, weekend. and the movie is? Spider-Man colon Into the Spider-Verse, the oh. sequel to Spider-Man. No, I'm sorry, this one is across. The first one was into, this one's across, across. the Spider-Verse. Yes. And then this picks up the last one. We saw different iterations of all the Spider-Mans in it. Right. I saw this in the movie theater with my boys, yes. I believe. And it was one of the best movies of that year 2018 was it that long ago no yep. i think are you th- see are you referencing the first spider-verse cartoon movie chris yes, yes. she's referencing the most recent spider-man movie with tom oh, holland where the they brought action. back all the live action one where they brought back all this is a cartoon um this is a different oh Spider-verse. i can't even so believe i'm talking about a, a cartoon this is I'm a ranking. different spider-man than what you're thinking of <laughs> okay so this is a cartoon um, I Not feel like really. cartoon is the wrong word, yeah, but wrong yeah, word. it's animated. Animated. Oh, oh. It's very sophisticated animation. Very. It is the best animated movie we'll have this year, probably. Really? And it's, I mean, I can tell you right now, it's going to be on my top 10 list at the end of the year, too. It's a really? fantastic movie. I feel like the one that started, the pre, the, the first one is one of my favorite, it's probably my favorite Spider-Man movie of all the Spider-Man movies. Mine, too. I, and that one also was on my top 10 list that year. There you go. Yeah. I love it. Is it going to knock off our sweet little bear? Uh, Paddington? Yeah. What, did you hear that they just announced they are making another Paddington movie, Are they really? Because I, 
remember you told us how delightful the second one was forever, and it's one of your favorite movies of that year whenever it came out. I think it was and, the favorite movie of that year, and it was the same year as Spider-Man, actually. Okay. Into the Spider-Verse. And I just watched it maybe six months ago. Isn't it good? I love that movie more than anything. Everything Holy about it is fantastic. So this Spider-Man, though, then it's coming out. Um, why is it so great? It uh, sort of repositioned Spider-Man in a way that is still exciting, still lots of adventure, but also feels like it has kind of a real world thing. In this one, Spider-Man is a, a black Latino Brooklyn kid who's, yeah. he was maybe 15 or so. I guess we're supposed to think he's maybe 16 or 17 now. Unclear on the age. But he lives with his folks in uh, like a brownstone and he discover he you know the whole bit by a bug thing he becomes spider-man and discovers that there are multiverses and don't let that word throw you off because in this case it's not irritating okay and in (laughs) these multiverses there are lots and lots of other spider-man this movie has a spider cat a spider baby a spider-man from india a spider woman who is pregnant and is voiced by Issa ray a spider girl who maybe could be the girlfriend of our main character whose name yes. is miles morales mm-hmm. um and he has this really sweet sweet relationship with his parents he's uh got to figure out how to save the world but he can't tell his parents who he is so okay. he has kind of a lonely feeling he has a crush on this girl and he has a sketchbook book full of sketches of her but that's maybe not going to work out and then supervillains are destroying the world and he also kind of has to figure that out and it's so cool looking because each of these and again don't be thrown off by the I, word I'm multiverse not, i'm looking at the pictures i kind of hate I the am, word multiverse I, too I, I but too. i hate it too but each of them looks completely different so like one minute the movie i think i say this in my review one minute the movie looks like an impressionist painting the mm-hmm. next minute it looks like a classic comic book from the 1950s the next minute it's in legos it's like constantly changing and integrating all this cool stuff it feels like I'm sorry I'm not shutting up about it but it no, feels like it completely tunes into the things that animation can do that other movies can't like one this is sort of a nerdy example okay. but one scene where a, a girl and her dad have a really nice conversation and finally kind of break some emotional ground the scene just suddenly turns a different color yeah and it's like the the screen it's is like a mood ring showing us exactly is showing us the emotions of the scene and doesn't have to worry about if it looks realistic or anything it's an animated movie but it feels kind of emotionally real so yeah okay, so i love this movie. i love that i mean you gave it chris four out of four stars i did did you see the new puss in boots movie yeah. And so how they did, you know, when, when Puss in Boots was going through anxiety or action scenes, do you notice how they switched up the animation a little bit? Yeah. But they only had like two styles in that one. So you're saying that in this one they have nine styles really and the other thing that's really smart about it is that in those various styles the style of humor also changes like i referenced that there's a in india a spider-man and we go to bombay uh mumbai and meet him and we meet his parents and he's like this guy who comes off as really cool and then we meet his parents who do not think he's really cool okay and it turns out he's kind of a mama's boy and so there there's like different peeks into different worlds in each of these worlds that we go into do you have have you had to have seen the very first one of these animated things to get this one or can you just go to this one i think you would want to see the first one because there is stuff from that that this new one picks up on i think i mean it's a standalone story so you would probably be fine but i do think there are inside references and even just kind of the feel of it the sort of anarchic chaotic feel of it that you would want to bone up on. well you make me want to see it and i and i had no i thought it was with 
real people. And now, I mean, it sounds really cool. It's great. Okay, I love that. Yeah. So this year, great movies. What have you seen? This one, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Gosh. Um, I've seen, this doesn't come out for a couple of weeks, but I really like Asteroid City, the new Wes Anderson movie that stars Did you really? Everyone. Okay, did you really? The <laughs> reviews did. from um, Cannes Can? were just outrageously all over the board. You really did like it. They were all over the place. And I do think... I don't think it's an instance where Wes Anderson, who has a very specific style and sense of humor, kind of deadpan, 50s influenced. I don't think if you aren't already a Wes Anderson fan, this is the movie that's going to make you one. Okay. Although it does have a little bit more heart than his movies usually do, partly because Tom Hanks gives a very sweet performance in it. All right. But it is very much of a piece of his, like, referencing 50s movies like crazy, and everybody sort of seems a little disaffected, and, like, they don't have an emotional button to turn on somehow. And so, but yeah, I liked it very much. Okay, that one. All right, so did you love The Little Mermaid? I wouldn't say love. I liked it more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I've been... Um, two and a half? Did you give it two and a half? I think I did give I it two and a half. I always love to guess what you get. Okay, two and a half. I love. All right, Grant raised his hand. Grant, what did you Mr. Think, Carter. Sorry, what did you think about the underwater versus... Above? I thought the underwater scenes were a little underwhelming. The hair is always an issue. Yes. Like, they can't figure out how to make it look Flow. like it's... Underwater, yeah. right? Yeah. And I don't think they solved that. But the thing that I did like about it is I've thought essentially every one of these supposedly live action remakes of Disney animated classics was useless because like they tell the same story and then they do it in an hour longer. Like it's already been told really well. Why are you belaboring it this way? But I think this one kind of comes up with a reason for it. Uh, The relationship between Ariel is fleshed out and, and, and her prince and her father actually is fleshed out in a way that, that I think is kind of good. And Melissa McCarthy is fantastic, as you know she would be. Of as course. Ursula, the, the villain octopus of the piece. I, all right, so that's a good one. All right, so now Guardians of the Galaxy, that's already out. Super Mario Brothers, already out. About My Father just came out last weekend. I did not see it. That's the, okay. I was very skeptical of it because Robert De Niro makes way too many of these. I'm a rascal grandpa and me and my kid. No, no, are no. Gonna... His latest is I'm a new daddy. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> but... You didn't even get that. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> you brat. I'm sorry. You brat. Because he, yes, he's he's got a new baby. But so, But I like Sebastian so much in this movie. Oh, you've seen it? No, I haven't seen it, but I think that one looked really good. As a stand-up comic, yeah. you like him? Yeah, and I've actually heard that it is pretty good, so maybe I will have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Did you see You Hurt My Feelings with sure Julia Louis-Dreyfus? And I love me some Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and the movie's delightful. I think it's, so it's this woman, Nicole Holofsainer, who also made uh, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus that movie, with James Gandolfini, what was the name of that movie? Yeah, it was sweet. Very sweet. It was they were neighbors and they kind of liked each other. Remember, yeah. they'd sit on the steps. I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, I'm glad it didn't you were on my back stuffs. Talk something. Anyway, um, Nicole, Nicole Hall of Sanders, the filmmaker of that, and I think this is my favorite of her movies because they all are about wealthy people on the Upper West Side of. Um, New York, and you kind of feel like, do I care about them? Do I not care about them? They don't have real problems. Enough they kind said. Of, enough said. Mm-hmm. They kind of have to manufacture problems, it almost seems like. But in this case, not only is Julia Louis-Dreyfus charming and the rest of the cast, Michaela Watkins, who I love, plays her sister, 
Um, her husband is played by this uh, British actor, Tobias Menzies. Who's, I love, 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 love. And he's totally oh, different in this. Oh, right. You know him from oh. The Crown. It, it, no, we know him from um, Outlander. Oh, I don't watch that. Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. But um, he's completely different than you've ever seen him in this. Okay. He plays her husband, who is a therapist, who has some doubts about whether he's a good therapist. But the reason I like this movie better than her other movies is it has this kernel of a thing that's really interesting and that, in fact, could be probably a topic of a three-hour show for you guys at okay. some point. what is it? Which is, so Julie Weed-Dreyfus's character is a novelist. Her husband, she overhears her husband confessing to his friend when he doesn't know she's there that he doesn't like her book. And oh, he has dear. told her he likes oh, her book. Oh, okay. So it's all about are there, is sometimes a lie, a kindness... Or if it's your spouse, do you always owe them the truth? And if you have lied to them this way, can they ever trust you again? Oh, gosh. And it kind of expands from that. They have a kid who is probably 22, 23, and he's working on a play. And he, at some point, gets mad at them and says, look, you've encouraged me all my life with essentially little lies. Saying I'm super talented in this direction. Right. And I've just realized I'm not. And I'm mad at you because you have sent me, me in a direction right. that I shouldn't have gone in. So Ooh. it's like there are all these little kind of offshoots of the, the of the main conflict right. that make you really think about, oh, okay, yeah, there are times I told somebody, yeah, you were really good in that piano recital when they weren't. And I thought I was being a good friend, but that was is I? A, that is a really great cut. Isn't it? That's a great topic. It is. When to tell the little white lie to your child and when not to. And the characters in the or movie or change yeah. their minds throughout the movie about about times when... And there's one scene, there's a great scene, where Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I think, is getting high, actually, with her sister. And is complaining about this and acting like she's maybe going to leave her husband because of this whole thing. And her sister comes back at her and says, well, do you remember that time you told me, blah, blah, blah? And Julia Louis-Dreyfus is like, well, that was totally different. I was going to say, that didn't count. <laughs> that didn't count. <laughs> We're but just then talking- you can see on her face, she's like, oh, yeah, oh, that did didn't that. count. <laughs> We're just talking about You Hurt My Feelings, which is in movie theaters right now. It is. Only if theaters, you don't yep. want to see, you know, like the spider-man one or the little mermaid one that sounds really good chris i think you would really like yeah. it and i think you would have interesting conversations about it afterwards i that's a that's a good topic thank you you're welcome you plan our show tomorrow okay <laughs> when we come back grant it is time for the dunalip. okay all right i need everyone to go to furniture matter they have the biggest sale going on right now 35 to 40 percent off almost everything in the store with an additional 5% off on select items. So you have you if you've been looking for furniture, now is the time to go. Furniture Manor is located just two miles north of 694 on County Road 81 in Osseo. Always getting in new inventory. Beautiful new chairs. If you like kind of conversation chairs, swivel chairs, they've got a lot of pairs that they've got in lately. A lot of good neutral tones. Um, if you are in love with the Ekronis brand of ergonomically correct furniture, tons of it. You can take it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. Dot com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Right off the showroom floor, you will love Furniture Manor, but the big blowout sale is going on right now. Check them out. They're open up Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5. That's Furniture Manor. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, we have Grant with us. Chris Hewitt sitting in for Lori for a little while today. Grant, what kind of dirt do you have for us well, today? Well, let's get down to some Britney Spears, Kevin Federline okay. dirt to start this one out a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had learned it was kind of all over the tabloid, not tabloids, but a lot of the media outlets that, you know, Kevin Federline was saying that he wanted to move his kids to Hawaii, which uh, that that the two kids he shares with Brittany, that is Sean Preston, who is just about to turn 18, and Jaden, who is 16. Yep. And he would like to move them to Hawaii, where his wife, Victoria Prince, is going to be, is, is going to be getting, taking a new job in Hawaii. But it came out in all the tabloids and headlines that, you know, Brittany, it, it seemed as if, like, he kind of pinned this situation against her and made it look as if, like, hey, you know, she's not cooperating Etc. Right. But it's all come out now from a letter from Britney's lawyer. Matthew Rosengart has written a letter to Mark Vincent Kaplan, the lawyer of uh, Kevin Federline, basically saying, like, dude, she is totally fine with this. This is just summing it up, not using dude, but she's totally fine with this. She's consenting to this move. She wants what's best for her kids. And he's also shaming Kevin and Victoria for going to outlets like TMZ Entertainment tonight earlier this month, saying that. You know, she might not be okay with this and kind of smudging her in a little in a I, way. I have a hard time with him right now because ever since he went to like um, Access Hollywood Australia or something like that about 15 oh, months yes. ago or something with his son who's underage and talked about, um, you know, the boy is talking about like, I don't like to be around my mom because she just make Instagram posts. It's like, it was kind of like 60 minutes of Australia or something. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like spilled all the beans. And I think, you know, Brittany has done nothing to you. And I always respected him because he kept it quiet. What went on between them? He gets a lot of money from her yeah, to he's raise a leech. the Yeah. Yes. But I, but I always felt like he respected her until that. And literally, to go out and keep saying, well, she hasn't approved it yet, blah, blah, blah. My wife's got this job with the University of Hawaii that's starting in August. We need it approved when there was nothing going on and making more, headlines. causing more headlines. It affects kids. Mm-hmm. It affects those kids. And so I, I feel like he is a part of that. And that's my whole always, always, always. Yeah. And moving to Hawaii, a six-hour flight or whatever away is a big deal. That's it a big is a big deal. deal. You would want to talk about it and question it, but she has not seen her kids for over a year right now. They're going through some stuff, you know. <laughs> but it, still, I don't like him. Me no like yeah, I don't like him dragging her name <laughs> no. through the mud. And this is, that was his old MO, and it, I guess he's just kind of, I don't, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and now, and maybe this might be the reason why he's trying to look better, because he's got some issues. Him and his current wife, Victoria, have some issues of their own. They're currently right now being sued by a private Christian school in California. That they owe more than $15,000 in tuition for two of their children. This is according to page six. And the institution filed a lawsuit against uh, Kevin and his wife, 
and Los Angeles Superior Court on May 9th, claiming that they have an outstanding balance of $15,593 for their daughters, Jordan and Peyton schooling, and that they were given this money out of like, hey, you know, we said it was just out of like a... like. We promise we're going to pay it, and so they sure. go like, yeah, you know, that's we, a year, that's a year tuition. Yeah, in a you know, you know, school. you're going to pay it, right? But the biggest thing is, is they're also asking, in addition, a 10 percent interest fee to help pay for the attorney's fees that they're having to go through throughout this situation. Sure. So, fifteen, six, almost sixteen thousand. That's that's a year of tuition, I'm sure, at this school for one of them. For you know, them. yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. But and, it was it was kind of given to them on blind faith. That's the problem, and they, they, there was no like paperwork and just like, hey, you know, we know you're Kevin Federline. We'll, we'll you're gonna pay, right? So there's no real like, other than you know them going to the school and their right. acceptance of the school. There's right. no like. I'm kind of defending paper. him for almost a second. But it's not like you can take back. Right. A lesson in solving for two polynomials or whatever. Like, exactly. Exactly. You can't, you can't return this to the store, right? You've right. been you, you received the education. Right. You owe the money. I'm just curious, uh, and this is me just speculating because okay. you said Victoria got a job at the University of Hawaii. Is she a teacher? I don't know. Okay. She, I know she formerly was a volleyball beach bo- volleyball person. Okay. So oh. maybe she's Who's a coach? an athlete. Maybe I don't know what maybe, it is, but yeah, but I, I was, know that it's because of a job, and I'm just gonna let volleyball is a huge sport in Hawaii. Yes, yes, it is. So, so maybe warm year round, there. indoor or outdoor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just think maybe there might be a connection to, you know, maybe she was teaching at this school. This is just me speculating, and and they had a discount for some of the kids, and now they thought that that money wasn't needed to be owed because she taught there, and then they moved to Hawaii, and now the money is owed. So. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But All right. there's another little story here involving Machine Gun Kelly and uh, All-American Reject singer. Uh, his name is Taylor Ritter. Now, Taylor Ritter is working on a movie called uh, Johnny and Clyde. Have you heard about this? It's a horror flick. Uh-uh. So uh, apparently um, he's he's from the t- Tyler Ritter. Tyson Ritter is from the All-American Rejects, and he went to um, he's been working on this with Megan Fox, and he went to Megan Fox's um trailer to ask for some ideas for a scene and in one particular scene he wanted megan megan fox to stick his finger in her it stick her finger in his mouth as she was dying to create more of a make him look like a more of a villain situation well as he approached her about this scene machine gun kelly her current boyfriend was in the trailer and went ballistic is he also starring in this movie or he was just visiting. I think he's just visiting. He's okay. kind of one of those creepy. Why do people hover. Know their remember how like remember set. Pamela Anderson and Tommy uh, Lee on the set? Similar mm-hmm. situation from what I understand. He's huh. not involved in this movie. He at seems all. like it just a wuss. He's so insecure. Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, completely insecure. This is a goofy story. It is. Well, I, it's not. It doesn't surprise me at all that he reacted like this. But let me just pull up something on Johnny and Clyde here. See if I can. Well, ordinarily these days they would have an intimacy coordinator who oh, would I love you. Yes. figure that whole thing out. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, so it, it's surprising that people are sticking fingers in each other's mouths, just improv in the trailer anyway. Yeah, so Johnny and Clyde Couldn't do it like this. There are two. Don't bite. S- don't bite. There are apparently it's about two serial killers who are madly in love with each other, and they're on an endless crime spree. So I'm guessing Ritter and Megan Fox are the two serial serial killers, and there's a little bit of a like intimacy situation where there would be a coach, but this is. Somewhat of a low budget film. Maybe they don't have an intimacy coach. Do you think Megan Fox is a good actress? I don't think we know. I don't think she's had a chance to show us. <laughs> she's pretty good in Jennifer's body. Okay. Uh, but I don't think she's had a lot of chances to right. reveal her talent. To show it off. All right, Grant, do you think she is? 
Yes. I'm going to say no. No, no, no. She's beautiful. And no, I don't find her that great. Okay. And the moral of the story is Machine Gun Kelly has thin skin. Oh, the thinnest. Yeah. He really just seems to go off. I mean, he couldn't handle an insult from Eminem for years. He had to do an entire album about it. So, And there's the whole Megan. Do we ever figure out that thing? His relationship with Megan. What's her face from Fox? Well, he's that's who he's, that's what we're talking about, Megan Fox, right now. No, no. Megan Kelly. Oh, Megan Kelly. Kelly. Oh, were they having... an item for a while? No, we might be having a who's on first thing right okay, now. Sorry. Second, yeah. I'm going be. back to Johnny and Claude. That's <laughs> what started this whole thing. <laughs> Johnny and Claude. It's a dra- <laughs> it's a horror film, horror thriller coming out in 2023. So I like. I think we should spread the rumor: Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Kelly are former lovers. <laughs> <laughs> see, we'll see if it picks up on Twitter. It's trending. Yep. <laughs> We've got it. All right. Thanks, Grant. Thank right. you. Thanks for hanging out with us. I hope you're staying cool, but isn't it fun to be hot? Don't you think? No. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, so we're Chris Hewitt sitting in for Lori for a couple, for the last hour here. And thank you so much for coming in. We were just talking about um, that our traffic was brought to us by Murder on the Orient Express, the play at the Mm -hmm. Guthrie. Yes. and, And you said you saw it. Tell us about it. It's so good. And I am a really tough audience for uh, anything Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie. As you know, You're a huge super fan. I'm a super fan. A few years ago, I reread all of them. In chron- I had read them when I was in junior high, but a few years ago, I reread all of them in chronological order and blogged about them. So it sort of refreshed my love of Agatha Christie. And I've probably read Murder on the Orient Express more than any other book. So anyway, I have very How many specific- books did she write? It depends on how you count it because there okay. are some short story collections. It's around 75. Novel wise, I think it's like sixty eight something. Okay, like that. Um, and this is one of the kind of earlier ones. I think it came out in nineteen thirty eight or nine, uh, and it's probably either her most famous or one of her most famous. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people are on a train from Istanbul to ultimately France that gets snowed in and somebody gets murdered and everybody on the train becomes a suspect. Right. It's been made into movies a couple Johnny times. Johnny Depp was in the last one. Johnny Depp was in the last mm-hmm. one. Ingrid Bergman won an Oscar for the first one okay. in which Albert Finney plays the detective Hercule Poirot. That's okay. That's say how you that say name it. one more time Ac- for me. Hercule Poirot. Poirot. Hercule Poirot. I have to say that name every day and I butcher it every <laughs> single day. If you notice, I left it out of the last copy there, so I'm glad we got it in. <laughs> Hercule Poirot. Poirot. Oh, Grant, He's that's Belgian. so cute. He's Belgium. Okay. He's Belgian. Thank okay. You. Uh, so at the beginning of the murder happens and he kind of goes from car to car talking to the people on the train uh, and it's... Uh, Sally Wingert plays mm-hmm. one of the suspects who we don't quite know her background, but she's a wealthy kind of horny woman who runs around throwing herself at people. Everybody seems to kind of have, what would I say? There's something suspicious about just about everybody. Sure. And uh, I thought that part was going to work. But the thing that I wondered about was the set is phenomenal and you really do get the illusion when the train is moving that it's moving and when it's stalled in the middle of a snowdrift that it's stalled in the middle of a snowdrift and the guy who plays Hercule Poirot whose name is Andrew May who has not been on stage at the Guthrie before he's from I want to say Ohio is fantastic he's really funny the play in general is really funny it's by the guy who wrote Lend Me a Tenor if you know that play at all which is a farce and there are some farce elements in this um, it's a little bit different from the book, but not in a way that I think is going to irritate people. Yeah. And it's funny. It's sweet. It has a very satisfying ending. They find really unique ways to do, for instance, flashbacks and 
It's it's really okay, good. I'm going to. I liked it. I a lot. absolutely, I absolutely love knowing about that. And it runs through. I want to say July second. That's think, true. You're oh, right. so we only have a month left. Yeah, okay. you got a month. July second, exactly. Yeah. All right, great. All right, so Chris just went on a road trip with his mom and his sister Grant. Oh. And our book today, Graceland, of course, is set in Memphis. So you went to Memphis. We did. We didn't. We actually only drove by and did a little roundabout of Graceland. Okay. We didn't do the tour, but yeah, we did other stuff in Memphis. Stax Museum. Yes. Um, the Piedmont Hotel, watching the ducks do yes. their little walk. Uh-huh. Uh, what else did, did you we do? Did you do the Civil Rights Museum? Yes, at the okay. Lorraine Hotel. Yes, we did. yes. Which is so, I, that's the second time I've been. That's, I think we talked about this last time I was here. It's such a fantastic museum. And I hear, I, I, you know, because I've talked to a lot of people who've been to Nashville and say Nashville's turning into like the bachelorette capital of the world. And it's so busy, busy, busy with the youth. And like Memphis has all this great history. It's another great destination for people to think of. Yeah. And the other thing about Nashville is it's growing so quickly. I was there five years ago and there were a lot of bachelorettes, Mm -hmm. but the traffic is nuts and the cranes are like hovering over the city and you can see they don't have the, you know, road infrastructure to support all of the development that's going on. All right. So yeah, go to Memphis. All right. What'd you do in Arkansas? A couple of things. We our, our initial goal was the Crystal Bridges Museum in Bentonville, Arkansas, which is way up in the northwest corner of the state. It's one of Sam Walton's daughters who had an art collection and decided to start a museum of American art. And it's arranged chronologically. So you like start around seven. It's actually earlier, but around 1776 up to the present as you move through. And it's in this really cool wooded setting. The building is amazing. It looks kind of like these pods that are connected by walkways. Oh. It's a it's Sam Walton Walmart Sam's Club. Walmart. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember her first name, but anyway, and it was a great sculpture garden. Oh, cool. And that was the main reason we went because all three of us had seen on CBS Sunday morning a few years ago a feature about this place. Right. And it looked magical. Which it is. Uh, And we also went to Little Rock to the Bill Clinton Presidential Library and Museum and to a purse museum. Oh, really? Yes. (laughs) Which was actually delightful. Oh, cool. uh, It's very small. Like you would only be there for an hour, maybe 90 minutes. But when we were there anyway, it also was arranged chronologically. So you see purses of the 1910s all the way through purses of today. Did they have a Birkin? Of course. Yes. Okay. Um, And it was fascinating to see, you know, in a way, different views of women based on how much stuff they thought they needed to be carrying around and uh, what they were carrying in it. it What was the number one thing in the purse, like in general through Uh the history? Well, it depends. Like there was a period where there was always going to be a cigarette case. Oh. And sometimes the purse would actually have one kind of like built into the side of it that you could just flip open without having to kind of like the phone purse. thing when it was built into the side too. There were some of those yes. too. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So like you kind of get a little bit of a cultural history of the century via purses. Uh, and some of them are so beautiful. I mean, like really, really, really works of art. It was it's a, a one woman's collection, but I forget how many she had. In what hundreds city is that? This is in Little That's Rock. That's in Little Rock. It's it's a within walking distance of the Bill Clinton Library, and we almost missed it because it's kind of small. But it was super fun. Oh gosh, that sounds so cool. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Oh my gosh! And then you are going back to New York for the plays in the fall. Yes. Now, now, what do you think about the Tonys? How, what they're trying to do, push it, in, push it on the air or not, you know, with the writer's strike and everything. Yeah, I was really glad that the writers, uh, the writers guild 
issued that waiver that was going to allow it to go on. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, there are, you know, Broadway, and this is true of theater here, too, we should yes. actually say, people have been slow to come back. Yes. They thought it was going to be a little bit faster than it's yes. been. Movies, it seems like we're almost back to normal, but theater is not. And so Broadway kind of needs all the help it can get. And that broadcast in June every year is basically the big commercial. Yeah, right. for Broadway. Everybody gets to perform a musical number and all that stuff. So I think there are shows that will be saved by the fact that they get to perform on the show if it works out. I still haven't heard exactly I, all of the details. It feels like it's very mixed right now. I don't know, but the, you're right. I mean, theater has, theater needs a lot of, because it's such a wonderful experience. Yeah, and the show, like for instance, there's a, sh- a new musical, which new musicals are hard anyway to get an audience if it's not already built in that it's Mean Girls or whatever, called Kimberly Akimbo that's supposedly fantastic, but it hasn't been doing that great, and it's probably going to win Best Musical, but that might not be enough to keep it running if it doesn't get a sh- chance to get in front of some TV eyeballs. Right. So I, th- I I think the show could save sh- save Broadway shows, and oh. I guess that means Broadway. I'm Not that Broadway's going to go anywhere. No, it isn't going to go it anywhere. It will at least come still. back a little faster if it has the help of that show. So I'm kind of all for it. I All right. Right, that's what I wanted to know. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, you know, the Ted Lasso finales tonight. Yes, I'm caught up, but I haven't seen the finale. Either have I. Okay, so we're going to listen to a little sing-off between Hannah um, Waddingham mm-hmm. and Kelly Clarkson. We have to give a shout-out to the Nile Horn ticket winner. We're giving away a pair for the rest of the week here on my talk. The tickets do go on sale at Excel and Friday morning, um, and Tiffany, who won, Grant? Teresa. We've had so many Columbia winners Heights. today. Yeah, we've had a lot of numbers in today, but Teresa from Columbia oh. Heights, she's very excited. She's like, I haven't won anything, and I uh, win something, it's a year away. <laughs> oh, but that's all right. She'll be ready for it. Yeah. Okay, so the Ted Lasso, you're caught up. Um, the season three, I think, started out kind of rough, kind of. Yeah, I it, don't think season three has been good at all. Even lately? Maybe the mom helped turn it around for me. I, I, that oh, last one. Oh, you just gave me something I didn't know. Oh, Sorry. That's okay. I should have. Okay. By but, this point in time, I should have watched I it. I think so the dead. last two have kind of turned it around for me. But it's I a different season. It isn't the Joada V that all, the, every single one was before, you know? Here's my thing. Okay, tell me. I hate Nate. I don't want Nate ever to be redeemed. I don't really want to even see Nate again. I don't think they made sense of anything he did, and I don't need him to be on the show anymore. There you go. So well, Nate was the guy that went to the other's team? Richmond. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah that, that, that character kind of blew up out of nowhere. It never made sense. It didn't. He, his, he was a great bit role, the way he was, but then all of a sudden at the end of the last season, it was like he, he was the most important person in the room when... That's always been Ted or, or you know, somebody else that's carried that torch. I feel yeah, like. and they're trying to come up with romances for everyone that don't necessarily make sense. They, they did work really hard this year to do some different things. They yeah, did. Yeah. Anyway, sorry yeah. I interrupted okay, you. Okay, but that's okay. <laughs> to but, go off on my but I tried because sometimes you can get some stuff the night before and watch it. Oh, yeah, I heard like, people were miffed. Because last night, they, we've kind of been able to watch Ted Lasso on Tuesdays. Every yeah. every it, Apple show, even though it says Wednesday, you can watch it the day no, before. No, it was not there last night. Really? No, it wasn't. I've always been able to do oh, that. No, oh, no, it was not there. Oh. It was not there. I know and, several people who were, yeah, well, disappointed. We, I they was, stayed up late I for was, it. I, we went early, and um, but yeah, it was oh. kind of a bummer, but it'll be there tonight. But so Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddington who plays, I don't even know her name, but the beautiful blonde. 
And Kelly Clarkson had a sing-off. So Hannah Waddington is a big singer. Waddingham. Waddingham, her Mm -hmm. too, the Mm -hmm. sister. So (laughs) she was on Kelly Clarkson, and they just played this game. And Grant, you listened to this, so maybe you set it up a little better than I let. let, So I'm going to let Kelly set it up here quickly, and then I'm going to go into the first round that I have. I have two rounds set up. So let's let Kelly set it up, and then we're going to go into the first round of the game, okay? Okay. Hannah has starred in musicals like Spamalot and Into the Woods on Broadway and West End because she's fabulous. So in honor of Hannah's musical roots, it is time to play a round of Throw Me a Line. Throw me a line. All right, we need a host. So here to do the honors, please. So basically, I'm not going to get too far into it. Throw Me a Line is they'll throw a line of a song and then they have to continue it onward. Okay, Okay. so the person, one is given the line. We're going to start out one here where... Uh, Kelly finishes this line, but Hannah kind of jumps in for a little harmony with her. It's okay. kind of fun. You're going to do the hover? Oh, oh yeah. Hover, yeah. Hover, hover, yeah. Hover, yeah. 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 All right. So first line. Okay. So once upon a time, I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling. Once upon a time, I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. <gasps> that was beautiful. Thank you. Aces oh, of the heart. Total eclipse of the heart. That was amazing. Your harmonies, though. Can you imagine if you could wait, sing? Wait, wait, wait. Lori and I have tried to play this game many times. Grant, I'd like you to set that up, please. Yes. So essentially, and I and I didn't set it up properly, but they have to, it's not each one gets a shot. They have to, if they know how to finish a line, they hit the buzzer just like you guys do with right. when you play with Rocco. Right. This one's kind of fun. I believe Hannah wins this one, okay. and she goes ballistic with the lyrics, so this one was kind of cool. Here we go. My loneliness is killing me, and I must confess, I still believe. What? Okay, did you even know that lyric? Yes, we've been talking about My Britney Spears. My is killing me. All right. That's, anyway, she can sing and yeah. she can dance. Well, and, and she's just a... She's sung on the show several Yes, times. she has. Yeah. I, okay, so it's tonight. So... I'm ready. I'm ready. We're having to say goodbye to everything at the same time. Isn't that weird? Succession. Did you watch that? I did. Okay. And Barry. Barry at the same time. Barry. Which I was also completely sick of by the time it was done, and I'm fine. It's over. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, well, it's not the last season, I guess, but somebody somewhere also ended on... Oh, I haven't watched this season yet with Bridget Everett. Yeah. It's I love good. her. I it's love her. Good. Love, love, love. You're going to like it. Okay, But good. it's only like seven episodes. I so know. It was... I know we need Ma- right. marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Didn't that end I, this last I week? Haven't yes. I haven't and been able to go back yet. Yellow Jackets didn't end, but the second season ended this last weekend. I'm really going to need that Kaylee Cuoco Christmasina show to start because that looks kind of fun to me. What is it again? It seems a little bit like a um, ripoff. It's a podcast where they investigate a murder, mm-hmm. so it seems a little bit of a ripoff, maybe of Only Murders in the Building, right. but with a romantic element. And Christmasina, who I'm always willing to look at. Is it called Based on a True Story? Especially if you go swimming. Yes, Based on a True Story. Based on a True Story, is that what it's called? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. But it isn't really Based on a True Story, is it? No, I think, no, it's just called Based on a True Story. (laughs) Yeah, it's a problematic title. You were talking about who's on first earlier, and it is a little bit of a... Jason Bateman and Kaylee Cuoco, it's going to come out June 8th of 2023 here. It's coming up soon. And Peacock, I think. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How to keep it all straight. Yeah. Okay, what's the last great book you read? Um, I just finished reading by Geraldine Brooks, Horse. She's the one who wrote that March that won the Pulitzer Prize a few years ago, a kind of a follow-up of uh, Little Women. And this one is about uh, 
the apparently the most famous racehorse of all time from the mid 1800s and his groom and then a painting that is discovered in the present day. And so there's like a present day story and an 1850s story that we go back and forth between. It's really good. I like it because I'm thinking the famous horse is Seabiscuit, but you know, yeah, yeah. Earlier than Early that. Early in the 1800. Oh, that sounds really good. But at one point for 16 years in a row, this horse, which wins a bunch of races, uh, is the top sire. I think is the word they use in, in the, the horsey world. Yeah, so like his <laughs> kids go on to win the Belmont Stakes and the Preakness. In fact, uh, one of his kids, I think, was named Preakness, and the race ends up getting named after him. Oh, wow. It's oh. a cool book. I just finished that, and I really liked it a lot. Uh, that sounds good. Did you read Remarkably Remarkably Bright Creatures? I did. Did you love it? I Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Um, I was a little... So uh, part of it is narrated by yeah. an octopus in a yes. tank at an aquarium. <laughs> never completely sure i bought that concept it's like the shape of water winning the oscar i was more okay with that because this octopus instead of being like gosh i wonder where my next meal is coming from right. is like for some reason worrying about getting entangled in the romantic lives of the people oh, on the outside who are right. looking in at him mm. he does not care about the romance of two right. strangers in boston uh so i i had an issue with that you but, had an issue with that but okay. it, gets to a, it gets to a really good very sweet place i thought okay that horse book sounds really good though i think you'd like it oh no i totally have written it down i think it's crazy it how came many... out a few months ago i think it's about to come out in paper actually okay it's been out in hard but i think it's out coming out in paper we got about 30 seconds. Can I ask one question? Yes, please. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Thumbs up. I've seen it twice already. Have you seen it? What was your take on it? I have seen it, and my thumbs were up. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Very cool for James Gunn to end, uh, walk out that way, right? I mean, yeah, he really put a dark side into a very comedic trilogy, but in a very good way. Kind yeah. Of. And I, th- I mean, those characters are very likable. Lovable. It'll be interesting to see how many of them kind of stick around without James Gunn. Yeah, that's true. That's true. DC taking over DC. So, well, yeah. thank you. I'm glad that you liked it. I loved it. So, Good. thank you for sitting in with us. I'm You're always wonderful. Always wonderful. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, like uh, for an overnighter. David.